listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is April. And I'm Daniel. And that is it. It is a skeleton crew tonight, and we are, right. we're doing a bonus episode of the new HBO Max movie, An American Pickle. Not Pickled American, as I kept wanting to call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so before we dive in, though, we want to remind everybody to please follow us, like us, check us out on our social media channels on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash ScreenersCast, and on Twitter, it's at ScreenersCast. We would love to hear from you. Let us know what you think what you don't like, what you like. We would just love to talk with you on the interwebs and have maybe some healthy debate. Fun times. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a quick episode, probably. So we'll just dive right in. It's been 100 years. The pickle brine preserved him perfectly. You're too old to do that. The world has changed. Everyone I know is gone. We were able to track down a great grandson. Greenbaum. Greenbaum. <laughs> this is nuts. Walk past the cafe, but you don't eat when you live to. The opponents, where are they? They passed away. It was a car crash. He will tell me everything of their deaths, how their bodies died, their faces as the life left. We will bond over our pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. An immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for 100 years and wakes up in modern-day Brooklyn. This film, like April said, is an HBO Max original. Uh, It is directed by Brandon Trost, stars Seth Rogen, Sarah Snook, um, Seth Rogen, (laughs) and uh, and a few others. But uh, mainly... This is a Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen picture. Mm-hmm. All right, April. First of all, before we get started, this is an HBO Max film. And uh, previously, when we did our initial reactions to it, you, you couldn't get on HBO Max, yes. not because you didn't have access, uh, but because of the Amazon and Roku restrictions there. So, right. uh, so tell me about your experience diving into HBO Max. You're right. So um, my experience has actually got worse since having to um, watch this film. So we subscribe to HBO Now, which uh, August 1st, they rebranded to just HBO. So it's just an HBO app. And we have a Fire Stick. And currently, you cannot get HBO Max on your Fire Stick at all. It's just not available. Even though the HBO app is the exact same price as HBO Max, and there's so much more on HBO Max. I'm still stuck paying $14.99 a month for just basic HBO, which I would still keep paying because I love HBO. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just like a lovely bonus that they gave us Max on top of it, but they didn't give it to us. A lot of us cannot get it. And I tried to do a bootleg thing where I could, like go what's the word like i could download an hpg through a downloading app through my fire stick and get it that way and so i actually tried (laughs) that and i did get to download hbo max but it was like super glitchy i couldn't even log in but to do that i had to uninstall my hbo app and then when i reinstalled it i could not log in and because my we bought it through amazon 
So we never actually had a login, but it wouldn't, it was just, it was literally three hours of my life on wow. Sunday. It was awful. I couldn't, I literally had to call HBO helpline and the Amazon chat help to figure out what my login was. And they ended up having to just cancel everything. And I had to just start over from scratch. Wow. So what I ended up. That is intense. Yeah, it was very intense. I still did not get HBO Max. So what I did, like a barbarian, is I got a free trial of (laughs) HBO Max and I just HDMI'd it to my TV from my computer. And that is how I watched this film. So. Wow. There you go. I I think the only thing I don't understand about the story is why you had to do a free trial of HBO Max. You can't can't log into your HBO account? No, I tried logging into HBO Max with my HBO Now account, and it literally says, sorry, you only have an HBO Now account. You, like, basically, I would have to cancel my HBO Now account and get an HBO Max. Like, they do not... They do not coexist. So I cannot use my HBO login to get into HBO Max on my computer. It's very, very frustrating. So I don't understand. And I don't know if it's just... Maybe you don't have HBO Max. I don't. Not not every... Yeah, not every uh, account switched over. There were stipulations on where you get it from. Uh, So, yeah, I guess you... I think because we bought it through our Fire Stick, we pay for it through Amazon. So I'm guessing that's why... Yeah, you like they it. want wow. their straight money, I guess. Yeah. So very frustrating. Which, I mean, aside from the fact that you have a fire stick, <laughs> it it I mean, it's a little silly to pay fourteen ninety nine for HBO when you when you could, could be getting max right. Yeah. So well, I you feel- can't even get it on a Roku either, and those are right, the two right. most popular streaming right. like devices out there. But my husband and I even talked about like, would it be worth going back to Apple TV? We had an Apple TV. Yes um back it was like one of the first or second generation so you couldn't do live tv with the one that we had and we wanted to do live tv through streaming because we cut the cord so we were like we don't want to spend another 200 bucks on an apple tv so we just went fire stick which has been fine uh it's slower than like i love just how seamless the apple tv was that's what i was gonna say it's really great no i know i'm aware we've talked about it we're like does it make sense to spend 200 dollars for hbo max because we can get everything else except for that right but anyway yeah that's my story yeah so yeah before we dive into dive into the review oh just sorry sorry to derail us but it's it's an hbo this is our first you know real review of an hbo max thing so it's really applicable here Mm -hmm. so yeah hbo max revealed some of their numbers um earlier this week or hbo i guess revealed some of their numbers for hbo max um and they only converted 1.1 million subscribers which is very low really very very low Hmm. um and so i i think the reason for it there's there's I think two main reasons. Number one is what you're already talking about, that Amazon products and Roku products can't access the the device. I mean, that is my, my parents were talking about the same thing when we were together this weekend um, that they, they don't have access. They have a really old Apple TV, but mainly they use an, an Amazon uh, fire TV mm-hmm. and they don't have access to it, even though they have an HBO max subscription, like, like they, right. they are able to get it, but yeah, they're not able to access it because of their devices. And so, yeah, I mean, so I think that's the main reason. The other reason is just the confusion with, wait, do I do I have HBO Max? Do I not? Who gets it? It's not. Yeah. It wasn't just as simple as a new streaming service. It was this confusing thing, which, yeah, which I think caused a lot of problems. I, I already went on the record and said, I think HBO Max is potentially the best streaming service out there right now. I think mm. it is phenomenal. The content is amazing. But uh but yeah, I, I don't deny the struggles to get there. So It's just so complicated just the fact that yeah. it's 
that I have an HBO app, but my login doesn't work yeah. with HBO Max. Like it was just, it's very, unless you have an Apple TV, it's They should have not sent an email seamless. to every single HBO subscriber, no matter how you subscribed and said yes or no. Like, right. like send an email to you and said, I'm sorry, you don't have access to HBO Max, right. but here's what you can do if you want to get it. So that way you would just clearly know and then send, send, send an email to everyone who is able to have it and says, hey, her, sign up. What are you waiting for? You have access to it. You don't have to pay a, a dime. Just sign up. Right. No, um, it's been very, the whole process yeah. has been very confusing, which has been a bit negative as far as, yeah, you know. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you for that, and and it sucks because, like I said, it is an, such an amazing service that it's like it sucks that they're having such such a struggle. But anyway, okay, let's move on yeah. from the HBO Max conversation. Uh, we're putting that behind us. Let's review the actual film. Uh, the I believe the first uh, the first HBO Max original film, uh, an American pickle. So, what did you think of the film? So this is one of those films that I actually didn't really know what it was about i pretty much only knew that seth rogan was in it and i saw i i I may have seen like a second of a trailer maybe but i didn't really know anything about it um so the whole time i was watching it i just didn't i knew it was going to be funny or on the lighter side just because it is seth rogan um but had no expectations whatsoever so I would say overall, I, I really did like the film. I thought it was enjoyable. It it had um, some heartfelt moments. Um, it was funny in, in parts. I wouldn't say it's – I loved it. I, I definitely liked it. Um, it was very quirky. I felt like there was a lot of missed opportunity with how funny they could have made the whole mm. fish out of water um, yeah. in modern times Brooklyn. Like I felt like they didn't – drive the that humor home as fully as I kind of was expecting once I realized what was going to happen um but overall I mean I I loved the messaging in it with um you know you obviously have this very old school like not politically correct religious um Jew and then you have your Mm -hmm. modern day like trying not to be religious and um you know just kind of making it through life and they're you know they're very they're in much they're in big contrast with each other you know and and i i love how they brought the two different characters to their their ending points and um yeah i i think i thought it was charming i thought sarah Sarah snook did a good job i really like her as an actress i kind of wish she was in it more but i understand why she wasn't um but yeah overall i really don't have strong opinions about it Sure. One way or the other, I didn't. I definitely didn't hate it. I, I I definitely am more positive on it than, um, than negative for sure. But it's also just kind of like, yeah, it was it was good. What did you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I uh, first of all, I was struck by how well shot the film was. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie looks really, really good. Um, uh, so that was the first thing that really caught me off guard, and it made sense. I mean, the director Brandon Trost. Trost, Trost, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, he he has been a cinematographer for for quite some time. This is his like this is his feature directorial debut. Oh. Yeah, he shot you know some some Seth Rogen projects, The Disaster Artist, This Is the End, Can You Ever Forgive Me, hmm. um, MacGruber, things like that. So he's been a cinematographer for a little while, yeah. and so yeah, it 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 made sense that uh, he clearly brought some 
value of cinematography because i mean seth rogan movies aren't really known for their cinematography uh they're, they're usually shot pretty blandly bright colors yeah. easy to edit with improv and stuff like mm-hmm. that and so i yeah I, I loved how this looked um so that really helped helped pull me in right away yeah um and it also uh, it i think this might be seth rogan's best performance um yeah i he plays these two roles very distinctly. They feel like two different characters emotionally, not just Seth Rogen doing a different voice. Um, and so th- both of those things, the cinematography and his performance really sucked me into the, the film right away. There's a lot of really mm-hmm. great stuff here. Um, it's just really charming. I think charming is the best word for the, for this film, you know, as it starts out, um, you know, after Herschel's revived and, and kind of the relationship starts between him and Ben, the movie's really sweet. It's a, it's really yeah. just a sweet film. Uh, I feel like the story is a perfect funny setup for this touching film mm-hmm. about legacy and family and hopes and dreams and how you know reality can differ from our hopes. And and it starts out yeah. really strong in that vein. Um, and so I, the first like forty minutes of this film were really strong. I really really like this movie. Um, Unfortunately, the rest of the film does a complete 180 from that charming beginning mm-hmm. um, and actually becomes almost the exact opposite. I I, I kind of hated the last half of this movie. Really? Um, I just found it to be so mean-spirited and, yeah. like, dark. It's like a rev- – it turns into, like, a revenge film. Yeah. Um, where Ben is just – you know, I'm trying to keep it as, as uh, non-spoilery, but uh, Ben is just trying to, like, take down Herschel, and it's just – Right. It's I, not it's not funny. It's just sad. No, and the level of revenge that he took didn't didn't seem warranted for what actually no. happened. No, yeah. not at all. It was it was just kind of dumb and yeah. like I said, sad. Like it it just wasn't funny to me. Mm-hmm. And it removed any of the charm. There was no charm left. The charm mm-hmm. was gone. Uh the any story about uh you know, as they were going about legacy and family and all that stuff is it, gone cuz now it's just a revenge film. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And so it really completely lost me. It's just totally lost me. Um, so I'm really, I'm really torn on this movie because I, I genuinely really, really liked the first half. I thought this was heading in a great direction. Yeah. And then the back half just totally, I mean, it kind of brings it back at the end. Um, you know, shocker, you know, things are, it's a happy ending, but it just, I don't know. It lost me so much that I don't think they could fully recover from it. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I was really, just very disappointed. So yeah, unfortunately, I just ha- I have to be really mixed, yeah, m- mixed to negative on it. It's not horrible. I mean, there's a lot to a lot to like here, start, but it just starts off with a lot of promise and just just goes off the rails. So that's kind of where yeah, I ended up. I agree. On it. I felt like tonally, I couldn't tell if they were trying to be funny, or right, yeah. because the way that just the mood and how they shot it, it didn't feel like humor was what they were going for. But yeah. it but it it kind of missed the mark because you you really wanted to like. Herschel. Yeah, um, I did like Herschel. Yeah. Right. And but they were making it they were making him do things that you know, you obviously didn't like, but it was I don't know. It yeah, I totally agree. It kind of got very um it did get kind of dark in a just an unenjoyable way that it was yeah. yeah, it just wasn't fun to watch. And no. I and I, I mean, honestly, th- I think if if I feel like the the reason for the revenge, if that would have been harsher in some way, it maybe maybe would have worked a little bit better but 
Yeah. It was just, it, I didn't buy the motivation of the character of, uh, totally agree. Yeah. The younger or not the younger, the modern Seth Rogen. Yeah. I will say, uh, to, to your point about Seth Rogen's performance, there were several times that I actually kind of, not that I forgot, but I wasn't realizing, I wasn't, I forgot that there were two Seth Rogans in the scene because yeah. I felt like he did the, the hundred year old Jewish character so well. I mean, and yeah. obviously the modern Ben was like typical Seth, Seth Rogen, but, right. um, yeah, he he actually impressed me with his with his accent and his heart and yeah, I thought I thought he did yeah. a really great job. I'm I'm 100% with you. I I was very very impressed with his performance. Did you I, I think one thing that aided his performance. Did you read up at all about how they shot this film? No, I didn't. Okay, this blew me away. Okay. They they didn't just, you know, set up a shot, have him film it one way, then have him film it the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, that beard that Herschel has, the older character, uh-huh. um, is a real beard, not a fake beard. Wow. So they shot they all shot, of his Herschel scenes first. Yes. They shot the entire movie with Herschel's, uh, with, with a real beard, and then he shaved and shot the entire rest of the movie. Wow. I don't, I struggle to even comprehend how you go about doing that because that's months. You have, months you have to different. basically double your entire shooting schedule yeah and rematch mm-hmm. I, like i'm just thinking of how they matched the shots i mean yeah that's just i, I me guess out. i know that's what i'm saying so i'm like wow that is really that's a lot of of extra work as opposed to just i mean you know the, the easy way is to lock down the shots mm-hmm. but uh, of course they had more complex shots than that so i'm sure green screen and visual effects were used to really aid the the look of it but i was yeah. just very impressed and, and for how little there was only one shot where i remembered going okay i can i can tell that one of the seth rogans is against a green screen mm. there's one shot where i could tell that uh, the rest of the film honestly it looked great like i yeah. it looked really seamless and that's why i was so confused because i was like how did you guys how did you shoot this so yeah. uh so yeah so like i said there's a lot of great stuff here this is especially for being a, a straight to a brand new streaming service film mm-hmm. um that has a dumb sounding premise um this this is a there's a lot to appreciate here um yeah because it definitely it's it's definitely not like a a crappy movie that they just dumped on hbo max maybe that's how they saw it mm-hmm. but uh, when they did it but i i i think it's a there's there's a lot to appreciate here did you happen to see what the budget was for this film i didn't what was it Take a guess. Can you guess? Uh, I would say mid to low budget. So I'd guess like uh, between 15 and 20 million. Ah, you got it. 20 million. Oh, did it? Yeah. What was it? It was a little over 20 million. But that yeah. actually surprised me. Of course, this was, obvi- this was obviously before I found out what you just told me, that they sure. just shot everything twice at two different times. Um, but uh, other than that, it didn't feel, to me, I guessed 10 million because I just, it sure. didn't feel, it didn't feel like a $20 million dollar film sure without the doubling without the doubling yeah. I, I i would have probably guessed somewhere like that yeah. right and i guess the early scenes with the with the um village that would yeah. have taken some production design but for sure um yeah i loved the explanation of how herschel survived or i should say the the lack of explanation yeah uh there was a joke about um 
you know, the science scientist is about to explain how it happens. And then there's the voiceover. It said, and his explanation satisfied everyone and mm-hmm. everyone understood. I was like, okay, that's, that's really good. That's, that's a solid way to say, hey, we know this is dumb. Just mm-hmm. let us make our movie. <laughs> let us get on with our story. Yeah, I no, really I appreciated that they went that route and didn't actually try to come up with some kind of like bogus scientific right. explanation. Like the fact that they just owned it and like, yeah, we know this doesn't right. make sense. Just bear with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, and I and it made it made the whole beginning of the movie work so much better because there was no uh, there was no exposition on how it works. Like mm-hmm. there was that one scene for about thirty seconds, and that was it. And from the rest of the time, it was just, hey, we're just gonna focus on this story of family. Okay, just it's, this isn't a sci-fi movie here. This is just uh, right. let's just dive in. So. Although, although you and you and Chad might call it a sci-fi film on uh, on the end of the decade list mm-hmm. next time. Yeah, well, they yeah. know there is uh, time travel involved. Oh, actually, not really. This is um, being pickled, so that's not part of the sci-fi definition. So this actually right, would not right. qualify. So I would agree. Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> good to know. Yeah, I wish uh, uh, Interstellar would have included, uh, and they explained the science and everyone was satisfied. <laughs> Come on, uh, but yeah. So, any, any what, what else uh, stuck out to you with with an American pickle? Anything else? Um, there was only I, I don't know how I missed it. Um, my Beecher, my husband was like, yeah, they definitely t- said how his parents died. The uh, modern day. I mean, you. Find, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a spoiler. They. It's like. Anyway, yeah, it's not, yeah. I felt I felt disappointed at how little they went back to that storyline. Um, as far yeah. as how is. I, I can I can I just say it? I don't know if it's a yeah. Spoiler. Go for it. Well, okay. So, so minor spoiler. Minor here. spoiler. Um, I, apparently early on when he first talked about his parents, he said they died in a car crash. Somehow I missed that. I don't know if I just like zoned out for a second, but I went the <laughs> whole time being like, are they not going to tell us how his parents died? <laughs> um. Anyway, I felt I felt the the energy that he had when he talked about his parents early on, like that they never really explained what that was like i i know grief but it it, it it felt different than grief it felt like yeah there was something more there and i i when the film ended i just i felt a little slighted that i didn't get that they didn't explore that storyline i felt like they built it up to be bigger than it actually ended up being yeah i i, I don't disagree with you um uh, you know i think the majority of my problems with this film uh fall back on the script more than mm-hmm. anything and I, I think that's that's one of those issues i i agree i felt like there was something more to it mm-hmm. and really it just ended up being that he he just really missed his parents that's right that's i mean that's what it boiled down to right um, it felt like is, there was some kind of shame or something yeah. there and i yeah like the way i th- it, i, I yeah. I felt like it was like he he was a ban- like he he like left his family like you know right. they had a falling out and that's why he was ashamed or something like I did hear the car crash line and but I I, I just felt like there was more to the story so I, yeah I totally agree with you. Yeah, it just it felt yeah, it, it felt like it was a storyline that they were making into something that ended up being being nothing. Um Well, I, honestly what it felt like is Again, the the disparity between the first half of the movie and the latter half of the mm-hmm. movie. Like, it felt like, you know, this sweet, um, you know, kind of a kind of a bittersweet film, charming kind of thing mm-hmm. going on at the beginning of the movie, talking about his parents who passed, who died in a car crash. And right. then the back half of the movie just, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And then we're just going to go and do this revenge story. Like, it, it yeah. just felt so weird. I'm curious. This, this movie is actually 
adapted from it's adapted uh, from a short story by a guy named Simon Rich and who mm. also wrote the screenplay. Um, I'm curious to read the short story and yeah. see if like I, I I wonder if all the charming stuff is from the short story and then when they tried to expand on it, that's when all the revenge stupid stuff got added in. I'm very curious. Yeah, I don't know. Did you see the end credit scene? I did remind well, me. They're talking about Barbara Streisand. They just kind of like oh, yeah. it sounded like they were like ad libbing about Barbara Streisand. Yeah. I wish they would, Yeah, I wish they would have had more of that in the film of them just kind of, I don't know, just cutting loose and um, I don't know. I just it just felt like there was a lot of it was like kind of funny. It was funnier in the beginning, and then yeah, it just yeah. I felt like I was like, oh, this is in my head when I was watching it. I thought this is gonna be so funny. Because there's so much that they could do with this right. setup. And I just, yeah, they, I didn't buy any, hardly any of Ben's motivations as mm-hmm. a character. Even oh. at the end when he decided, oh, no, I think you should just come back and live with me. Like, from right, Canada. Yeah. Like, why would you suddenly like, make oh, that okay. decision? Like, it's yeah. not like Herschel did anything different. Right. No, I, to- I, I am 100% with you. There was, there was no buying the motivations um it wasn't funny there was just really nothing there i really i really disliked the last half Mm -hmm. of this movie there was just nothing there i i appreciate uh this is a very you know unapologetically jewish film and i i appreciate that i appreciate them you know uh like uh, all the stuff that they did with the grave Mm -hmm. and you know praying at the end and all that stuff i I thought that was really cool and and something we don't see very often uh in film see the kind of jewish family heritage and all that so i thought that was great Mm -hmm. but they for for most of the movie they just abandoned it you know they didn't do much with it so it was nice at the end it was nice kind of at the beginning but it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I also felt in the middle of the film when all the things started escalating with the his little pickle shop on the street and then he mm-hmm. ends up like kind of running for office and gets Twitter and yeah, was like, all this what? stuff. Um yeah, it just got really silly really fast, but the but the dialogue and the content for what was happening in the world mm-hmm. felt like didn't really match. They were trying to comment on on so many things mm-hmm. that it just like none of it actually worked you know they're trying they're trying to comment on anybody can run for office or trying to comment on the person who says the most despicable things appeals to too Mm -hmm. many people which look there's some truth there uh unfortunately but like it wasn't funny in this context it was just dumb yeah so i I, the only thing i found funny in their whole revenge thing was when he was at the debate Mm -hmm. and then Seth uh, or uh, Ben mm-hmm. asks the question to him that makes everyone freak out. Mm-hmm. That was kind of funny, but that was it. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Well, April, uh, anything else you have to say about an American pickle? Mm. I feel like at this point I'm just like squeezing out the last <laughs> drop of a, of a lemon. The last bit of pickle juice. <laughs> yeah, the last here. bit of pickle juice. There we go. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'd say overall um, – I it, I did like that it was indie feeling, and it's been a while since we've seen new um, indie films that you know are on streaming. I guess it's going to be hard for a lot of people to watch this with all the troubles just getting mm-hmm. HBO Max. Could be, um, yeah, could be. But yeah, I hope they make more films. I thought it was. Um, I think it's a, a overall positive first. Um, you know, first original for HBO Max. I I'm sure. not I'm not a complete hater on it. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit more negative than you, but but it's it's not a total waste by any means. And I, th- I like I said, I think most of my uh, problems with the script. I think mm-hmm. this was you know Brandon Trost's first uh, directorial feature, and I, I think it was well directed. So uh, yeah. you know, even though I just didn't like the direction the script went, I think it was well made and well done overall. So I'm excited to see kind of what he does next. Um, and then again, Seth Rogen's performance was really good. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, so even though I don't like the the latter half of the movie, I, I, there is a lot to appreciate here. So it's definitely not a total loss. Um, so yeah, so there's our review of An American Pickle. And April, now that you have this free trial of HBO Max, mm-hmm. next thing you have to you have to knock out before your free trial ends is Love Life. I've been telling Love everyone. Love Life is it a show? It's it's a show. It's it's um six eight episodes I think. Hmm. Eight or ten, something like that. Uh, Anna Kendrick. Are they hour-long shows? Um, half hour. Oh, okay. and it's and it's um an anthology show, and so the premise is, um, each season is going to follow one character's love life. So basically, it's going to follow mm-hmm. like all the major relationships okay. in their life, and end with how, how does their love life end? So, um. The f- I loved the first season. Genuinely, one of my favorite shows of the year. Loved it. Wow. So, um, so yeah, you. I think you will love it. I really, really think you're gonna like it a lot. So, okay. um, so watch that. I don't think I've watched any other HBO Max originals other than Looney Tunes. Which, yeah, hmm. go for they it. They have original Looney Tunes. Yeah, new ones. New yeah. Looney Tunes. New I Looney Tunes. I love the Looney Tunes. It's great. It's great. Ugh, yeah. I'm so annoyed that I can't get it. <laughs> Hey, you have a free trial. The Looney Tunes. Yeah, but I gotta like get out my computer and my HDMI cord (laughs) and plug it in. That's 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 just super annoying. Like, what is is this? The Dark Ages. Yeah. What is what is this? Like 2011? Jeez. I know. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps up this bonus episode. Thanks for stopping by. Hopefully, you have gotten access to HBO Max and you've been able to watch the film. Um, If not. Call HBO. What can I tell you? I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So thanks for stopping by. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of the film. Uh, let us know what else you want us to cover in quarantine since we don't have many new releases out. Um, obviously, Netflix's slate is starting to ramp up, so we will have more new releases uh, in the weeks to come, so we're excited for that. Um, and as always, just remind you to, to stay connected by leaving a, uh, a review, subscribe, all that jazz. Help other people find out about the show. And with that, we will see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.